Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 11th of February. A major shake-up in the definition of what it means to be fully vaccinated in Australia against COVID-19. The federal government made the decision after expert medical advice from Atagi and a meeting of National Cabinet yesterday. If you're over the age of 16 and haven't received a third vaccine within six months of your second, you'll now be classed as overdue, while if you've had the third dose, you'll now be considered up to date. But the new rule will not apply to international arrivals when the borders reopen in 10 days. Vice President of the AMA, Dr Chris Moy, says the clarification was necessary. What's really clever is they've gone from this uh, definition of fully vaccinated to up-to-date being something that can actually be uh, changed over time and adjusted as uh, we move along with the pandemic. Meantime, Australia could move into phase D of the COVID-19 pandemic by the end of the month. National Cabinet has agreed to the progressive transition, which could mean no COVID restrictions or mask mandates. It comes as the Prime Minister asks for an audit to be carried out to see how prepared Australia is to handle the next COVID wave, which is expected to hit along with the flu during winter. There were 70 COVID-related deaths across Australia yesterday as infection numbers start to stabilise in New South Wales and Victoria. Meantime, Queensland health authorities are predicting around half the state's population will be infected with COVID by the end of the month. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says based on new modelling, though, they are cautiously optimistic that hospitalisations have peaked and are now going down. Our initial modelling are anywhere from three to 5,000 people uh, we were expecting going into hospital and around 300 to 500 people going into ICU. And embarrassing backdown from the Prime Minister over his government's controversial religious discrimination bill. The legislation has been pulled from the Senate after getting through the lower house following a marathon sitting with a number of amendments. Liberal MP Andrew Bragg planned to cross the floor in the Senate and he's told 10 it's a matter of conscience. Well, I think it's very important that we protect minority groups in our society, especially those that are vulnerable. And I thought that it was critical that we sent the right message to the trans community that we were there and we had their back. And there are renewed concerns this morning for the Queen's health after her son, Prince Charles, tested positive for COVID. It's the second time the 73-year-old has contracted the virus during the pandemic. The Queen is being monitored, but Buckingham Palace has not confirmed if Her Majesty has COVID, but at this stage, the 95-year-old is not displaying any symptoms. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to South Australia. And the state government has announced it's easing a number of COVID restrictions. As Sean Maynard reports from Adelaide, the changes come just in time for the start of the state's festival season. Yeah, that's right, Tash. With the ever-popular Adelaide Fringe just days away from opening here, it's perhaps no surprise the state's decision-makers, namely the Premier, have opted to loosen the rules somewhat. It starts at home, where households can now have up to 50 guests. Now, that's up from the previous 10. And crucially for hospitality businesses, they'll be able to have stand-up drinking and 75% limits in outdoor areas, not indoors yet. That's a boost as more South Aussies head out for the festivals. Premier Stephen Marshall says we'll have to wait a bit 
bit longer to bring back dancing and singing. It's obviously something which remains in the mix. What we've decided to do is to ease those restrictions over four two-week periods. Dancing and singing will be something that will be considered in future packages. Some relief too for the fitness sector. Gyms going from one person per seven square metres to one per four. Uh, the changes kicked in at 12.01 this morning. Uh, SA had seven deaths yesterday. Just over 1,600 new COVID cases. And uh, well, as for the schools, they're going back, all of them, uh, in person on Monday. And to Queensland and koalas have been put onto the endangered list in two states and the ACT. Koala populations in Queensland and New South Wales have never been at a higher risk of extinction. Our reporter Rod McLeod has the details from the Gold Coast. Thanks, Tash. A brutal combination of drought, bushfire, feral animals and a loss of habitat has resulted in the koala being listed as endangered 10 years after they were determined to be vulnerable. It's estimated as many as a third of New South Wales koalas, that's about 10,000 animals, perished in the drought and black summer bushfires of 2019-20. While Queensland's population has shrunk by around 50% in the past decade, mostly through land clearing for urban and agricultural development. In practical terms, the endangered listing for koalas in those states means more rigorous assessments of project developments by the government. The Federal Environment Department is also developing a koala recovery plan with a focus on greater protection for its dwindling habitat. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Well, it's already starting. Westpac has hiked up its interest rates for a second time this year. Is it too late then for us to lock in a fixed rate? Yeah, good morning, Tash. And it was only last week, remember, that the RBA met, kept the cash rate on hold. That was expected. But the big four banks continue to hike up these rates. Now, they've all hiked them up. Um, Westpac, as you said, it's the second time this year. And I guess for a lot of people who haven't locked in, they may be thinking, should I lock in? Have I missed the boat? Look, it doesn't pay to, to gamble when you lock in or not. You, you lock in because you're buying a uh, security. You're locking in for peace of mind to know what your repayments are. But it's worth, well worth asking this question because if the RBA does move rates and they said it was plausible, they're probably waiting, of course, for the wage data to come out at the end of this month. Some economists are now saying it could be as soon as June onwards and that would definitely push variable rates up. So I guess you've got to think of it like this. The cheapest variable rate out there right now is 1.77. Compare that to, say, a three-year fixed rate loan. That's at 3% now. So you probably need about five rate hikes of 0.25% to get that same interest rate. So you've got to work out how many rate hikes do I need to get to that higher fixed rate that you're going to lock in because fixed rates are high at the moment. But um, I guess the tip here now is if you can find a cheap fixed rate out there, and there are, the big four banks may not be competitive, but there are cheap rates out there. For example, the lowest is 2.19 for three years on CanStar's database. It may pay to approach that lender, pay a lock fee, secure that fixed rate, and then refinance. But look, do your thumbs, and like I said, it's about buying peace of mind here and do what works for you. Nothing like a bit of a controversy if you nothing like a bit of controversy for a Friday morning, is it okay to spend up big without telling your partner? A new survey has revealed 3.8 million Australians say it's okay. Apparently so. Spend all, spend away. Look, the, the survey was like uh, can CanStar of 2,922 people. So it's a big survey. And it did reveal that 19%, which is equivalent 
to what you just said, 3.8 million people, feel you shouldn't have to disclose how much you spend on anything in a relationship. Now, this is timely because we've got Valentine's on Monday. And the flip side of this, though, is that the largest portion, 25%, believe you should tell your partner all about spending, regardless of how big or small. 20% say you should check in with your partner for anything over $99. But look, um, I've got to say this, some of us are a little bit more loose with our purse strings. Approximately 18% feel it's acceptable to spend anywhere between $100 to $499 without checking in with their uh, significant other. And 17% say between $500 and almost $5,000 is acceptable. Now, this took me by surprise. An additional 3% of Aussies say spending $5,000 or more is okay without saying anything to your partner. So something to uh, talk about uh, with your loved ones this Valentine's, I think. Yeah, perfect time for it, Valentine's Day. Thanks so much, Effie. <laughs> Ta. for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Gosh. We start with major breaking news in the sporting world this morning. Ben Simmons' unhappy time with Philadelphia is finally over. Yes, it certainly is. We've been talking about this for months. Good morning, Tash, about Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. He'd been refusing to play until he was traded last year during the playoffs. He was unhappy. He thought that the coach and one of their other star players didn't support him after they lost to Atlanta. Well, now he is finally on the move and he's going to the Brooklyn Nets for one of their superstars, James Harden. There's a swap of other players and picks and money, huge amounts of money exchanging hands. But the important thing is the Australian Ben Simmons is now uh, at a new team team. He'd also taken time off for mental health as well. So we'll see how quickly he gets back on the court because uh, both Brooklyn and Philadelphia are pushing to win the championship this season. So a big story for Ben Simmons and the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. And another big night at the Winter Olympics, Brett, with mixed results for the Aussies. Yeah, we'll start with the men's snowboard cross. We had four athletes in that. Unfortunately, none making it past the quarterfinals. Jared Hughes couldn't back up his silver medal effort from the 2018 games in Korea and he struggled to contain his emotions, speaking to Seven. Yeah, holding back tears. I'm just really disappointed with my result. He will now turn his attention to the Mixed Teams event tomorrow, while Brianna Walker made a stunning start in the Monobob event with the fastest times in the first two training runs. And the flag bearer in uh, Brendan Kerry, 17th in the figure skating. That is his best ever finish at an Olympic Games. And to cricket now, Brett Australia's T20 series against Sri Lanka gets underway tonight in Sydney. Can't wait. It does, and there are two changes from the side that beat New Zealand in last year's World Cup final. Ben McDermott, Josh Inglis coming in to replace David Warner and Mitch Marsh. Skipper Aaron Finch says the two inclusions have more than earned their spots. Ben McDermott's been in unbelievable nick, so to get him at the top of the order was really, really crucial for us. And, and Josh Inglis has been someone who has been shuffled around the order a little bit, and yeah, it's a great opportunity for him. This has really crept up on us because of all the attention on Justin Langer and how well our Aussie women have been doing. Kind of forgot this series was on, but it does start tonight. Great weekend ahead. Thanks so much, Brett. And it's a very happy Friday for one lucky British holidaymaker. He's been reunited with his false teeth 11 years after he lost them in a bin. 63-year-old Paul Bishop had been partying with friends in Spain in 2011 when he fell ill and spat his dentures out by accident. Now, it's understood they were found and handed over to authorities who used DNA and British records to track down Paul. They delivered his dentures back via post, which are cleaned and in perfect condition. Paul says he now plans to put the newly found dentures proudly on display 
at the pub he manages. Well, there you go. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. And we look forward to seeing you bright and early on Monday.